0: what is going on everyone welcome back to another episode of the wizards of gallery place podcast brennan and Dama back on the show and it is our official first regular season podcast of the 2021-22 nba season pre is done for everybody the wizards went 0-4 but came away very encouraged with what we saw i think i could speak for both of us on that and Let's just kind of get right into it uh the The last game uh the last preseason game for the Wizards was against the Knicks in New York, the Wizards dominated for most of that contest until the starters came out, and Tibbs kept his starters, and eventually Randall comes in to make a last second shot. Uh, but overall, I mean when you when you look at the four games, the two against the Knicks, the one against the Raptors, and the one against the Rockets, I think that there is. A lot to be excited about and this. We're going to touch on some negative stuff because there is still some stuff that carried over from last season that we're still kind of seeing early on here. And that stuff could kind of hamper you maybe a little bit. But overall, this is going to be a, a, a very much a, a positive podcast because I think even though the results weren't there in terms of the wins overall, in terms of philosophy, direction, getting guys involved, I come like, away very pleased. Uh, what do you got?
1: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, from from the four games, obviously, like I was saying earlier, like we have pretty much, I think, I believe, like six new new guys coming in that you're trying to mesh in and figure out their games and how they fit around Bill. You have a whole new starting point guard, of course. Um, Gafford, I would, I, I would even say is like a new starting center because you know that wasn't the starting center last year. Um, So it's, it's the only real. Staple in your starting five coming back is Beal and, and Rui. Um, everything else is pretty much different. Um, even you know down to probably the the eighth ninth guy off your bench. So um, yeah, from what I saw, I, I liked it. Uh, I think they're they're building habits that are going to allow you to win long term mm-hmm. instead of playing a certain way just to kind of get through the season. But, you know, ultimately at the end of it, it's it's losing basketball. It's going to get them bounced out in the first round. Um, so I saw a lot of ball movement. And, of course, with that ball movement, there's going to come some turnovers as you're trying to get – guys are trying to learn the playbook, trying to learn plays and be in position, right positions. Um, so some turnovers with that. But, again, they're doing things the right way. Um, and I saw a shooting like we we look like a, a new millennium basketball team instead of this, you know, 90s version team that's, you know, trying to get hook shots. And, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, we got to live at the free throw line just to stay in games um, and defensively. Uh, I saw there they were uh, wasn't too much switching. Uh, you could tell they were trying to force teams uh, to to into certain concepts instead of just kind of just flailing, looking like you know a bunch of chickens with their heads cut off. Uh, but I did I did have some concerns though w- w- with some of what they were doing defensively. But uh, we can get into that later. But uh, but overall, I, I like what I like what I saw overall.
0: So for me, it's. Uh, You know how bad it is when you watch it, but until you see your team do something completely opposite and it hits you, like when you watch guys rotate on defense and and you watch guys shoot, it genuinely made me smile when I was watching because just we haven't had that in such a long time, basically since Randy Whitman. And I know a couple of guys could shoot on that 16-17 team, but, I mean, we have guys up and down now that can – uh, that can shoot the ball like you were saying and guys are just moving and helping out and even though they were over helping and um stuff got a little bit mixed up sometimes i'm okay with that because i can tell they're trying to do the right thing and like you were saying when when you number one you have a whole new coaching staff number two you have so many new players it, and like i've been saying it's going to take time for these guys to learn how to play with each other get on the same page, and that's especially true for the defensive end. I mean, hell, even if you had brought in the same team from last season and you brought in this new coaching staff, the team would still take time to gel, especially on that end because they're doing things that they're not used to doing. And overall, I am just – I'm very pleased with what I saw. The Dinwiddie and Gafford connection looks like it's going to be elite all season long. Uh, as Spencer Dinwiddie stays healthy, I don't see why he can't be an all-star this season. And if you have an all-star backcourt, you got wings who can shoot and defend. You got the rim-protecting center. You got Trez off the bench. You got Kuzma eventually who will be coming off the bench. Kispert. We could we could surprise the the league this year. You know, I'm not saying they're going to go out there and be a top three seed or anything like that. But you know, I think that um, if the Wizards do want to surprise some people, well, let's get a top six seed. I mean, you know, I know it's going to be hard. It's definitely easier said than done. Um, And right now, I still have them penciled in as a play-in team. But this is definitely a situation where if you can continue to get guys to buy in all season, especially on the defensive end, and you already know the shooting and a 30-point score and a smooth point guard that the offense is going to be there, why can't this team be a top six seed? So I come away very excited and pleased with this team and um you know let's get let's get some of the negatives out of the way i think the there's really two negatives for me and that would be around Burton's and oh. i get, i guess denny because denny really just had a rough going um, and he hasn't shot the ball well through the uh through the preseason which is What I was getting to earlier is the stuff that's carrying you back over into this season. And keep in mind, um, Rui isn't going to be back probably for these first few games at minimum. Mm -hmm. So one of those two guys, if not both of those guys, I'm sure they'll find ways to to play both. Between Kuzma, Denny, and Bertant, all those guys are going to have to play. And even though Kuzma looked pretty good the last couple games shooting the ball, Kuzma d- still did some stuff where it's like, okay, you're basically just being a six ten Russell Westbrook right now, and that is just not what we need. <laughs> so, but but I, I found him look more comfortable in the last two games and just knowing his role and doing his thing because Dinwiddie needs the ball, Beal needs the ball. You know, Th- those are the guys that need to be setting stuff up and doing all the step backs and the crossovers and all that. Kuzma can do that, but that shouldn't be what his number one option is when he touches the ball. So I'm glad to see that he kind of found his role as a spot shooter the last couple of games. And look, the results were there. I mean, my goodness, he was on fire. And this is before you talk about um, Bertson's when he gets hot. KCP, Kispert. Dinwiddie shot the shot like 40, almost 44% from three in preseason. Beal. So, um all good things, all good things. But what do you have to say about the the negatives? And is there anything else you saw that um, was concerning or disheartening to you, I guess?
1: Yeah, so uh, specifically with the players, uh, with the individual players, I-, I would say those same two things, Bertans and Denny. Um, I mean, I've had my doubts, as I've mentioned before, with Denny. Um, and his game as far as, you know, his suspect handle and, of course, the suspect jumper from the free throw line in uh, three point line. Um, and I still have those questions. Uh, he didn't really answer those questions for me in the preseason. Um, and I get he's coming back from from injury. And, you know, he didn't really have the opportunity to get better this summer because he was rehabbing, which was something I was kind of worried about because. He was already coming in kind of behind the eight ball Um, and he needs to develop, man. That's a top 10 pick. Like we need him to be good. So um, as far as him with this team this year, like I've kind of lowered my expectations with him um, because we don't need him to be uh, great in order for this team to be competitive. Uh, We have so much depth now that it's like the pressure is is much lower for him whereas last year he was starting games when he really probably shouldn't have um whereas this year if he's your backup power forward or even your third like your th- I can't even say power forward like if he's like your third wing uh, or fourth wing uh coming off the bench like that's you don't need him to be great. I just need him to play great defense um and move the ball um. And I think he'll be fine, and just give him another season to kind of be healthy, and then go into the summer and really work on his game, because um, I think he's going to need it if he's going to really stick, and not just with the Wizards, but just in the league. Period. Because, yeah, you got to be able to shoot the ball, you got to be able to use your opposite hand and, and be the guy off the dribble if he wants to be the player that I know he wants to be. So that Denny, the Denny issue, and then I would say, like you said, Bertans. I mean. He's a one-trick pony and his trick is not working right now. Like he's he's not shooting well. I think he shot 21% from three uh, in the preseason. Yeah. So, but he he'll shoot better. I mean he's he's gonna oh, shoot. Sure. Yeah, he's gonna shoot above average from three. Like we know that. Yeah. Um the question is how how is it gonna be worth how much he's gonna kill you on the other end? Because again, it's the same stuff with him defensively. I mean, he's just, he's food every time he's hes on that end. So, yeah, um, yeah and that contract is looking more and more like uh, a Ryan Anderson, Houston Rockets situation. So, uh, yeah. But, um, and then from a team perspective, um, defensively, they're, you know, again, they're doing things the right way. They're trying to build good habits. But I don't like how many uh, open threes they gave up. Um, it just seemed like teams got, Whatever three they wanted, pretty much, sure. uh, particularly from the corners. Yeah. Um, and I get that's that's kind of what they're trying to do, but yeah, I didn't really like the 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 reco- the 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 weak side defense recovering on shooters in the corner. Like it was it was bad. Uh, I don't like the defense when Gafford is not in the game. The the paint defense. Um, Trez, great effort guy, great energy guy, but he's just not a guy that's going to deter shots at the rim. Um, And he's not really big, so he's kind of easy to move. Um, So I would actually like to see them kind of go and get like a a big center that's got some weight on him, which is kind of why I didn't mind if they had kept like Alex Lynn around as a third big. Um, But I'll be interested to see kind of where Thomas Bryant fits in that when he comes back, because he's also not a big guy. He's easily movable. So it's like, right. OK, well, where does he really fit as far as what they need, you know, right. coming off that bench? Um, mm-hmm. So but, yeah, that, that, those were the concerns I had. I'm not really worried about uh, Yeah, Kuzma did make some bonehead decisions here and there. But I think as long as you you got to keep it simple with him, like if he right. tries, if he just sticks to just scoring, shooting the ball, he's fine. Um, sure. When he gets to trying to play, make and cause guys up and all of that. Nah, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, just be 6'10", one dribble, two dribble, pull up, catch and shoot, get to your spots, use your your height to, you know, to, to finish over top of guys. But don't be trying, you know, act like you Jason Tatum out here, man. Just 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 keep right. it simple. man. And I think he could be I think he could be like an 18 point per game guy again. I do, too. Yeah.
0: And, and that's the crazy thing is like he can do just the simple stuff. and. He can get paid a lot of money by doing that, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, look, look at how much role players get paid nowadays. Again, we, we paid a one-dimensional player $16 million a year to basically do nothing. I mean, right. if if he, if he really wants his money, just d- do the simple things, you know. Um, be in passing lanes. Make your shots. Take Like you were saying, take those one to two dribble pull-ups and make those on a consistent basis. You know, you don't need to do anything fancy to get paid a lot of money. In this uh, league, um, I think the one thing going back to Denny, real quick. I think the one thing that kind of helps him this season is it, it, it would be hard, like if you didn't have as many, like if you didn't have as many shooters. I could see it being a problem with playing him because you'd say, "Well, we need to find some minutes for for shooters at that position." But I think now that the roster can relatively shoot decently i think it makes it a little bit easier for you to play him and you can have the the one or two guys in the lineup at a time that perhaps aren't the best at stretching the floor i think it gives you some flexibility there but um the the one thing i think that's going to help him this year and and going back to west jr is then he plays defense and i think he's still still one of the best defenders on the team I mean, Agreed. he he was he was bothering Julius Randall early on in the game. I know Randall kind of got him back, and you know you you can argue some of that stuff was ticky tacky. You know, I I don't want to really get into that right now though because I don't have all of it in front of me. I don't remember exactly those fouls that were called and whatnot. But then um, he's still solid there, and then it's like, uh, for example, if you're choosing to to play him or Bertans, well if Bertans is just going to go 1 of 4, 1 of 5 from 3, I mean, Denny can do the same thing. So, and then at that point it's like okay, well, Denny's a way better defender than Breton, so Denny becomes a likely option to play. Problem is, do you want 16-17 million dollars just rotting on your bench? You can't do that even if he's crap. You can't do that because um, you need to try and get something out of him and seeing if you can try and get someone to um, trade for him. This isn't like Bertans is making $2, 3000000 million where it's probably really easy to trade for him. Or if no one wants him, hey, you could probably just get away with cutting him, and it's probably not a problem. But right. you can't do that with him. So,
1: Yeah, unfortunately, his contract, you got to pay him. You got to play him. That's the, that's the sucky part about this. Um, you can't, just like you said, you can't just bench him because then that just sinks his value.
0: Right, exactly. It's it's not like some team's going to get that desperate at the trade deadline and be like, hmm, let me trade for the guy who's making $60 million who has played six minutes a game all season. So, all right. you know, that's just not going to happen. Um, so if it comes down to it, I think I'd rather see Bertans than Denny in terms of you need to see w- what value you can get out of him. And plus, I, I think the the, the boomer bust potential there is still so big for Bertans because I'm sure he'll still give you those games where he makes seven threes. He'll he'll give you six threes where he makes two near half court and stuff like that. You know, um,
2: but yeah, it's, it's like it's like
1: him and Denny are kind of like opposites. Like Denny, yeah. great defender, uh, ball mover, suspect shooter, um, and then Bertan's great shooter, but sucks at everything else. So it's, <laughs> I wish you could combine them, when um, <laughs> you really have a player. But uh, yeah, I'm. I'm hoping. I'm thinking Denny. Denny to me should have the edge as far as that. That, that backup four to me, but again, when you consider the the money being paid to Bertrand's, like you got to play him. So it's gonna be interesting. I'm. I'm curious to see how West handles that.
2: And especially once Rui comes back.
0: Because it's gonna, right. you know someone in that group is going to not have to play or all those guys are going to be very unhappy with getting 9 minutes a game. So, you know, it's um it's going to be hard especially when Kispert looked as good as he did. And that's a good thing. I'm not saying that's a that's a bad thing. We obviously wanted Kispert to look good and I think we all thought of Kispert. I mean, a lot of the Wizards fan base just thought of Kispert kind of being like Kyle Corver and it's just clearly not the case. Uh he can do so much more. I mean, he can even do stuff off the bounce. He Moves well off the ball, which can kind of fill that auto porter role a little bit that that we've been kind of missing from guys over the past couple seasons or so. And um, so I think he gels in nice there. So Kispert's definitely going to need playing time. Uh, Overall, what did you think about Kispert um, during the preseason?
1: Yeah, I like Kispert. I mean, I liked him before the draft. I felt (laughs) like he's the perfect type of player you take in that 15 to 20 draft range because he's coming from a proven program he has a proven NBA skill set and he's pretty much plug and play. Um, yep. And I, and I saw uh, a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago, somebody made a, a comp for him uh, comparing him to Wally Zerbiak. And I was like, man, that's perfect. Like, because I remember Wally, like he wasn't, he, he wasn't a guy like a calico. He was a shooter, but he could do more. Um, but he never was like a high volume, like, scorer. But if I remember correctly, he made one all-star team. Um, but he, he wasn't a guy you was looking at as like, you know, a core top piece on a contender, but he was valuable. Um and sure. he wasn't just a shooter. Um and I think that's a guy Kispert could be. And if you end up getting a guy like that at 15, yeah, you know, I mean you that's a that's a home run pick. Um so yeah, I like this game. His his shooting numbers weren't that great, but he did a lot of the other things um, and then you saw that shot he hit against the knicks um it, yep. it kind of uh it just showed it just gave you a glimpse of okay, we know what he's gonna be able to do this season um and he's gonna be able to do it right away like we ain't gonna, we gonna, we're not gonna be in year three hoping that Corey Kisper can shoot the ball like <laughs> it's just not he's gonna be able to shoot that thing quite early, and teams are gonna have to guard him out there like you're not gonna just leave Corey Kisper open so um. yeah I, I like him I like the kid for sure
0: yeah absolutely and going back to Tommy I mean this was a, a situation where any other GM with different philosophies could have said nope we took a small forward last year so this year we're not doing it and we're going to address something else but this told me that Tommy knew what the needs were going into this offseason and quite frankly he just didn't care and he knew that the team needed to get better by addressing this position with this need and he went out there and did it and not only through the draft, but clearly through free agency, as we have a new small forward this year, if that's really what you want to call him. (laughs) Um, But KCP is going to be really great as well. And, um, you know, we've already talked about Kuzma a little bit, but what else, what do you think about the rest of the newcomers? Uh, Well, let's do uh, KCP and Trez, uh, those two guys. What did you see from them?
1: Yeah, so I'll start with KCP, man. Like he's just custom and professional. Like you know what you're getting from him. He's gonna play good defense and he's gonna hit a bunch of threes, man. Um mm-hmm. and that's pretty much what he did this preseason. Like he's gonna fit in. He's gonna fit in seamlessly. Like he's one of those guys that's he's kind of like a Danny Green type dude where every team could use him. He could fit in any starting lineup, whether the two or the three. Um and and even Bill mentioned in this interview with chris miller like he can play some one too um but yeah. I, and i forgot he was playing some of that with the lakers so uh yeah he's just a he's just a swiss army knife guy whatever you need him to do he's gonna be able to do it and he's not gonna ever really hurt your team um so yeah love getting casey back and then it helps that you know him and brad Beal are like best friends so you know sure. that helps with you know some of the bonding the team bonding and aspects and his leadership and then uh and then with Trez, man, uh, like his energy is just infectious. Like you can't watch that man play and the way he hustles for balls, rebounds, and and come out there bullshit. Like he's just you you can't watch it. Like he's it's almost kind of like how Russ was, but at a at the center's position. Like the sure. way he just attacks the realm and, and and just like the energy he plays with. So I love it, man. I, I love that. I love getting him back. And if he can get back to his 18, 19 form from the Clippers, I mean, again, he's going to kill second units. Like there's no there's no backup big that's going to be able to, to, to deal with that on a nightly basis. Like he is going right. to – I mean, if you go down and look at some of the backup fives that are going to get, you know, 15 to 20 minutes a night, I mean, you and you look at the skill set Trez has. I mean, he's gonna feast on them dudes. So right. <laughs> um, shoot. I mean, shoot, the, the Raptors who we play over the night. Go look at who is probably coming off their bench at the five. And then you you stack them up against Trez. I mean, Trez is gonna he's gonna he's gonna eat those type of guys alive. Now, I don't know about him having to start games, but as a as a backup center, he's gonna kill guys. Yeah.
2: And that was going
0: to be my point that I was going to make earlier is when you were saying, like, you know, uh, we don't have like a, a bigger guy off the bench. I don't think that's going to matter as much because when you look at the backup fives around the league, I mean, yeah, there are some quality ones that I'm sure will take advantage of his height and length and all that. But um, typically speaking, I, I don't think that's going to be a problem. And that's what you start Daniel Gafford for. You You put the big body in there who can... uh block some shots to deter some guards from getting to the rim. Um but let's talk about the the backup point guards now, uh, the Holiday, Neto situation. I'll tell you what. Um they I really want them both to play and I, and I'm sure they will, but I wonder if it gets to a point in the regular season where one of them has to sit cuz it's there's so many guys that you're like you have to get minutes, and just realistically, down the stretch of a season, it's going to be impossible for all those guys to get minutes. When you talk about um, Dinwiddie, Neto, and Holiday, and then you have Bo, KCP, Kistert, Denny, Kuzma, Rui—I mean, all those guys—you can't play all of them. You you just can't unless you're going to shortage everyone's minutes, which is going to piss a lot of people off. Wow. Um, but I still think I would play Neto over Holiday for now. Um, just because I think Neto gives you a little bit more defensively, even though Holiday may be a slightly better shooter. But I still think that you fit in Holiday somewhere in there, but I definitely think that Neto would be my first point guard off the bench. But I thought they both played really, really well for the most part. They both had, like, show-out games where they had, like, 20-something. Or what was that one game, Holiday? How many points did he end up having? Was that the... um... Was that the Raptors game that he showed out or was that the first Knicks game?
1: Can't even remember. It's got kind of, it's jumbling, but I, I I remember, yeah. He had a game where he was like I mean he had like fifteen off, in the yeah. First half, something like that. So
2: um Hold on, did it disconnect me? No, you're fine.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. It was a, uh, it was uh yeah, we had like I think he had like fifteen or sixteen in the first half, something like that. Um Yeah. But yeah, I, I, it's it's I was funny. I was just talking about them too. Like when I was looking at the the preseason numbers and kind of like their plus minuses for the last couple of years. Like, and it's like it's almost like Tommy Shepard has like a I don't know. He has like a I don't know. It's like he went and found a Neto doppelganger. Like like he put some statistics in a little machine and he was like, all right, who's the closest player to Neto? And I'm gonna go get another one. <laughs> like it, it was like Aaron Holiday popped out because um, their their mm-hmm. games are so similar. Like they, they both can shoot. They're both kind of undersized, but they play bigger mm-hmm. than what their size is. Um, you know, they get after it defensively. Um, I think Aaron Holiday is a little bit better off the dribble as far as like creating his own shot. Um, but they're both like combo guards. Neither one is like a pass first type of point guard. They're not like a guy that's going to break a defense down and hit you with cross court, no looks or something like that. But they're they're just like solid combo guards that compete on the defensive end and can shoot the three. Um, Sure. So I'm thinking, you know, they're probably both going to play.
2: Yeah, Um, I think what I've seen
1: like because we don't really have if you're starting KCP at the three, um, which seems to be the indication that he's our starting small forward then you really don't have a, a true backup shooting guard. Right. Um, so that's probably going to be one of Neto or Holiday, whoever's not playing the point, which which I'm fine with if the goal is for Denny to kind of be that playmaker off the bench. Um, mm-hmm. So if Denny is like your pseudo point forward, then you don't really need a true point guard. You just put shooters around him. Um right. Coming off your bench. So uh, I like the idea of that type of second unit where you go Neto, Holiday, uh, Kispert, Denny, and then Trez. Uh, I I could see that. I could see that working.
2: Yeah, I I
0: think that there's a lot of different stuff they can do with the lineups to where. Guys can mesh. I mean, eventually, if they're not getting it done from the guard position off the bench, you can move KCP to the bench and you can start Kispert or whatever. And guess what? You probably don't lose a whole lot. You will lose a little bit defensively, but I think it still helps you in terms of the floor spacing on the offensive end. And I I think as the season goes on, I think we'll start to to see the defense settle in and um, they'll be better as the season goes on. Uh, before we get into the main two on the roster, anything you want to touch on with uh, with Daniel Gaffer? I don't think we really learned anything about Gaffer that we didn't already know. Although, okay, never mind, I lied. He did hit some mid-range shots, um, which I think is is huge for him. Because, again, if he can start doing that, when Thomas Bryant comes back, it is going to be really, really hard to try and find him in. It. And as a Thomas Bryant supporter, I hate saying that, but... <laughs> At some point, you have to look more at fit instead of overall talent because I still think overall talent-wise, I think that Bryant is the most talented center on the roster in terms of raw skill. But you 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 can't do that if you have a guy who's deterring shots at the rim, can get you three blocks in 25 seconds and can catch lobs out of nowhere and now can step out and hit that elbow shot, can hit that baseline midi shot, you know. you. you you're not going to be able to find minutes for Bryant. But um, the, the the one thing I'll say about Gafford is um, we need to see how many minutes he's going to be able to play. We need to see his conditioning because if his conditioning isn't good and he's still getting in foul trouble, those are the two things that I'm going to look out for. Because if he can't – if those two things remain an issue for him, then guess what? We're going to be rolling right back to that three-center rotation that we've been having the, the last couple of seasons or so.
1: Right. So, that's what I'm worried right. about, you know, when I yeah. mentioned uh, you know, Trez's, you know, not having to play against starters. Like if you get in a situation where Gafford is in foul trouble and then you gotta prematurely put Trez in against sure. say sure. well indeed, you know, you're in trouble. So uh, you know, uh yeah, so that's why I'm hoping maybe there's another move because I don't know that this roster is done, but uh um, oh, no. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh,
0: big two. Let's do a kind of a season outlook for for Spencer Dinwiddie. I, I mean, I said it before. I thought he looked really good. Um, I see no reason if he stays healthy that he can't be an all-star this season. I thought he looked that good. Uh, shooting the basketball, distributing, being able to get into the heart of a defense and find guys, uh, kick it out, find Gafford on the Oops, and this is without the the chemistry really being kicked in yet to where because uh, he's still doing some of the stuff that that Russ was driving me nuts with last season where he, th- there's a shooter wide open and it's like he doesn't see him or doesn't want to pass it, but that that'll come with the chemistry. I'm not really worried um, yeah. with that as much in terms of Dinwiddie. I think that'll come and just trusting guys and that sort of thing. Um, I, I don't think he's, yeah. I don't think he's doing it on purpose as like. No, I'm not going to give you the buy. There's a lot of factors right now, is and the offense overall. I mean, again, it's not going to be a finished product Wednesday night versus Toronto. So, not um, either. Either. <laughs> but not at no. all. Give me some numbers for Dinwiddie. Give me some averages. You think he'll be an All Star? I mean, just give me your whole kind of season prediction for him.
1: Yeah, so so I don't know about All Star. Not because I don't think he'll be good enough to be an all-star level player but just because we know how it goes i mean there were years where bill was averaging 30 and he didn't even make the all-star team so uh it's gonna be just tough because the guard spot is just so deep um so but but i do feel like he's gonna be really good um i mean his per 36 from from preseason was basically like 21 seven and four. And it was on shooting splits 45, 44, 85. So if he did that for a season, I mean, that to me is an all star. That do not necessarily right. mean he going to make it, but that's an all star to me. Um, sure. So, and, you know, being efficient, you know, with low turnovers, because I think his turnovers per 36, he was at about two turnovers. So if you can get seven yeah. assists, seven, eight assists versus only two turnovers, He's uh, that's excellent. I, I mean, that's that's amazing. So, um, that's pretty much just what I'm looking for from him like an efficient 20 and seven, um, getting guys involved, um, making good decisions with the basketball, particularly in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, that's what that's what I'm looking to see from him. Um, but like I said, that doesn't mean he's going to make the all star team just because, again, we know. That's kind of like a casual fan type popularity contest. So, um, yeah, if if he was going to make All-Star, it would have to be the Wizards are so good that it's like, OK, we have to give them two All-Stars. Um, right. Because they're, you know, they're a top four team in the conference. They're playing great basketball at, you know, midway point and they deserve two All-Stars. So I feel like he could get in like that. But that's going to mean the Wizards playing, starting out the gate playing really, really great basketball, which I, I don't think is likely because it's so many new guys.
0: I wonder, though, because I'm, I'm trying to think, like, around the Eastern Conference, what point guards is he really in competition with for an all-star spot? I guess Drew Holiday, um, Ben Simmons probably isn't going to get it this year, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. Uh... Um, but I mean, I think Denwood could could surprise and get in over some of those guys with better numbers. Like, I, I mean, honestly, because I mean,
1: we know who the locks are, we know who the locks are going to be, right? So we got uh at, at the guards because they usually take what about five guards? It's it's usually like five all star spots at the guard spot, right?
2: Uh, or is it six?
1: Do uh, so they give you six? I don't know because you get two starters, then you're gonna get. I would say three reserves at guard, so we know I don't bill, bill Trey young, Kyrie sure. Harden. that's that's four, right, there. Is is Kyrie, Kyrie
2: gonna play. get it if he doesn't play all season,
1: man, We seen Kyrie get voted in a starter, having played like only like fifteen games before <laughs> like, <laughs> like he he's getting in there, uh. You know, if he just play, he's going to have to play. Uh, obviously, he's going to have to play some games, but I'd imagine he's going to play some games enough to qualify for all star votes.
0: So then basically at that point, it's pretty much just going to come down to Dinwiddie and then point guards from other teams who he may be the same tier as talent wise, but they're probably going to be on winning teams.
1: So but not even necessarily winning teams. If, if it's the set, if. If the Wizards say have the same record as the Knicks, you don't think Knicks fans are gonna come out in droves for Kimber Walker? Yeah. Or oh, shoot, D Rose. Didn't D Rose have like some of the top amount of votes out of guards last year? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, Knicks fans crazy, man. Like they're gonna vote. So <laughs> it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough.
0: Yeah. Either way, I mean, even if he has an all-star type season, I mean, we'll still consider him an all-star level player. I guess that's um, yeah. more of, I guess, what I was referring to. Like, at least just be on that all-star level to where we can say, oh, yeah, like like we got a really good-ass point guard. You know, like, right. Ben he is not nothing to be taken lightly. Um, yep. So give me some actual predictions in terms of his averages. Give me his, uh, his points, assists, rebounds for the season. What do you got? on the spot.
1: Okay, so I'm going to go 22 eight and five.
2: 8, assists, point, and five rebounds. eight
1: assists, 5 rebounds. That's why I'm going for Denver this uh, I, I think, think that, that
0: 22, I think it'll be kind of around there. I'll go I'll go 20 even. I'll say a tad under seven assists. like I think it'll be like 6.8, 6.9 or something like that. And then around four rebounds. I think that's fair. So you're definitely <laughs> a little bit more uh, optimistic than me, but, but I think you're probably going to end up being more right than I am because I'm, cause he does have a really good playmaking ability and he does rebound and he can get buckets. You're probably more right than I am. I'm just I just,
1: I'm, I, I just see like he's going to always be on the floor with Gafford. And, like, that connection with there, he's going to get four assists right there every game. Yeah. And then he's going to get assists just coming out of court and handing it to Beal. So that's going to be another two or three right there. <laughs> sure. And then, you know, another random from a Kuzma or Trez, pick and roll, uh, or Kispert, Bertans. Like, he got so many options as far as, you know, passing the ball. Rui. You haven't even seen that connection yet. Um, so I, I just think, yeah, I think eight, eight assists could be in the cards for him, if not more. Honestly, um, sure,
0: go get a double double, I almost average a triple double, go average 10 assists, 27 uh, points, and get like seven, eight rebounds a game. I mean, why the hell not?
2: You know, amen.
0: um, Bradley Beal. So I think it's, uh you know, he struggled in the preseason a little bit for sure. Um, you know, but I, I still think that he'll be solid. I am. I don't. Do you think his scoring numbers are, are going to be around the same? Like, do you think he'll be a 30-point scorer this season? Because I'm just trying to think, like, about the mm-hmm. system, and he's not just going to be able to go ISO every time down the floor. Like, I think this is a season where we could see his scoring numbers go back to, like, Twenty-six points a game, or something like that, and it's not going to be be because he regressed. I think it's just because they have so many different options now. They don't have to to spam the the Beal triangle every time down the floor.
1: Yeah, honestly, I hope not. I, I hope he's not a thirty-point per game scorer this year because that would mean we're again relying on one guy to do too much. Um, I would like to see him as an efficient 25 point per game guy. Um, yep. You know, 25 a game, 25, 26 a game, but you're hitting close to 40% of your threes, close to 90% from the free throw line, um, and you're keeping your turnovers low. That's what I want to see. I don't really care about the 30. Uh, I would, Like I said, I would prefer not because that would mean other guys are stepping up and we're more versatile uh, as far as, you know our offensive attack, but uh, yeah, thirty points per game. Like it's like we know he can do that. Like we know he could go out and gun for a scoring title. We know he can do that, but that's not that's not what's going to help us win games. Sure.
2: Um, so give me your season averages for Beal this season. Uh, I'm gonna go twenty six five and five. I think that sounds about right. Because what did the average last year like for assists and rebounds? About the same, right?
1: It was like 31, 4, and 4.
0: Yeah. I think those other areas get, could... I mean, you could average six or seven assists if you really wanted to. But the thing is, it's like when you can get a bucket every time you touch the ball, it's like you don't really have that many opportunities to, unless they're double teaming or triple teaming you again. But...
1: Right, which I don't think they're going to be able to do with the shooting we have now. Nope. I was just gonna say that. Nope. So um
0: before we get into
1: um
0: our prediction segment for the games this week for the Wizards, how many wins do you think we get this season? It doesn't have to be an exact number if you don't feel comfortable giving that, but like you can give like um like a three to five game, like you know, you can say they'll win, for example, like thirty to thirty five or something like that.
1: Man, this is tough because I just feel like the East is so unpredictable, like outside of like two teams. Like, you know what the Nets are going to be in the Bucks. Like, I feel like that's your elite teams right there. And then after that, like, you could throw so many teams at that third or fourth spot. Like, I really don't know. It's really going to come down to who's healthy, you know, who who plays defense um It could be the Wizards. It could be the Hawks, the Heat. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I could put, I could probably put about eight teams in that 35 to 45 win range. Sure. <laughs> and the Wizards would, the Wizards would be one of them. I just don't know where they're going to fall in that. Sure. Um, I mean, but if I'm giving a like exact record prediction, I, I got, what's the, uh, what's the, what's the most of the betting sites got them on? Like, what, 34 wins?
0: I honestly never look at that stuff, so I'm not sure.
1: So I'll, I'll say they're gonna they're gonna win. You know, we got 82 game schedule. I'll put them at 43 wins.
0: Oh, above 500.
1: Yep, one game.
2: Ooh. Well, two
1: games. <laughs> 500.
2: Wow, that's crazy. I think um. I think I'm gonna go like between like 34 and 39 games. I think they'll win somewhere between that. Okay. I still think they'll be a playing team. Okay. And by playing, I I don't, I don't
0: just mean like, um, like nine and ten. I mean like they could get seven and eight too. Yeah. But I, I, again, I think this is such a, a tough situation to evaluate, not only because of the Eastern Conference, but just the Wizards themselves with the new coach and so many new players. It's it's a lot to consider. And, you know, things could go one way or, or they could go another. You know, it's just you, you, because we haven't seen all these guys play together really. I mean, we've seen them for four preseason games and it looks good, but, wow. um, you know, to, to that same token, I mean, they didn't win a game. And and you can point to whatever reason for that. All the starters didn't play, whatever. I mean, well, that's fine. They still didn't get the win. Um, Okay. Predictions for this week. So, guys, we decided that we're going to be recording every Monday now, and we'll give our predictions for these games throughout the week. And to make sure we accurately keep track of this, I'm going to – do a spreadsheet on Excel so that uh, we can keep track of that throughout the season, and um,
2: hopefully, tracker. we'll
0: yeah, yeah, we'll tracker for us. So, um, first game Wednesday night, uh, Wizards. It's at the Raptors. Yes, at the Raptors, and we're home on Friday at Toronto.
2: What do you got? Uh I got the Wizards winning.
1: Um, just because I feel like, uh, Toronto is really small in their front court. Um, and I feel like the pressure Denwitty Beale Gafford can put on the rim. I think it's going to really stress test that, that lack of front court size and depth that the, the Raptors are lacking. Um, So I feel like if we try to attack that, I think we'll be on the plus side of a victory. So, um, yeah.
0: All right. And then home versus Indiana, Friday night, the home opener.
1: Uh, I'm going to go L on that one. Um, Just because the Pacers have mostly they're returning the same guys. Obviously new coach, but he's a Hall of Fame coach. Um, and, yeah, they have continuity on their side. Um, and they're a pretty deep roster, so I'm a th- I say they win. Uh, the Pacers win that one. Wizards lose that one in a close one.
0: Okay. I'm definitely with you on the Toronto game. I think that they come away with that game.
2: I'm struggling to pick a winner for the second game. Are is anyone injured for them right now, for the Pacers? I don't know. Because they, I'm trying to think. They, do they even have any massive upgrades? I mean, they got Reggie Bullock, but it's not really a massive upgrade. They lost Doug
1: McDermott.
2: Hmm. Um, is TJ McConnell still with them?
1: Yeah, TJ's still there.
2: Okay, they gave us Holiday. <sighs> Carlisle versus Wes Unseld do they have a Beal
0: I guess Brogdon is the Beal stopper but then do they have anyone that can stop Dinwiddie because I'm trying. like all we have to really stop is I guess Sabonis but Sabonis isn't I mean Sabonis has had some good games against us but I feel like it's
2: nothing that our bigs can't handle
1: yeah I, I, I like that matchup for uh, for for our forwards um, but if it's Kuzma
0: versus uh that could be a problem.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause you don't you're not anticipating Rui really playing by then. Right.
2: Oh wow, the Lakers just claimed Avery Bradley. Oh, go figure. Um I guess
0: I'll go with the L two. I really want to give them the win and You know, start off the season two and zero, get that win at home. But I'm with you, and and I think that there's because like internally, I'm like the Wizards are going to win that game. But
1: (sighs) yeah, I think uh, I think TJ Warren is hurt right now for them. But um... oh, is he still hurt? Wow. Yeah, yeah, something with his foot. He's in Mm -hmm. a walking boot. Interesting. Yeah, so he'll be out for them, but I mean they still got Justin Holiday and they picked up Toy Craig who's a good defender. Oh so yeah. That's probably yeah. gonna be on Beal, honestly. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right, we'll give him the So we both got the Wizards starting off this week one and one. Um
1: I mean, shoot, finals. last year we started, what, 0-5?
0: <laughs> I don't even so. want to talk about it. That shit pissed me off so goddamn much. Should... <laughs> Losing two in, the row, two in a row to the Bulls and then to the Magic, I was, I was ready to blow it all up after that nonsense. 0-5 um,
1: in route to 3-12 in route to 17-32. <laughs> so. uh, yeah.
2: Finals prediction. Who are the two teams going?
1: I'm going Bucks. Okay. And yeah, out the West, man. See, that's where it's tough. Um, hey,
0: hey,
2: guess who looked really good in preseason? Who? The Warriors. Man, <laughs> nah. <laughs>
1: you got them you got them finals battle, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know what? I'll say this: I'm not going to disrespect him because Steph Curry, a bad, man. it's a bad boy right there.
0: Did you see um, what he did the other night?
1: Yeah, he's 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 he's, a, he's ridiculous. I just don't know what they're going to get from Clay. Like he ain't even coming back until December, and then he's going to need time to get acclimated and get adjusted. But they got they got Jordan Poole who been hooping. He was one of the best players in preseason. He's legit, he's legit. So uh, they may not miss a beat. Would play out honestly? And <laughs> then, exactly. Like that?
0: This is what I'm saying. And then they still have Otto Porter. They have Draymond Green. They have James oh, Wiseman. They have uh Kevon Looney. They have Andre Iguodala. They have Juan Toscano-Anderson. They have so many pieces, and they have such an all around roster. Like they have Bielitza yeah, now, who can stretch the floor.
1: You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I I, know. I, I, I worry about their front court depth. And I, I still don't really trust their bench. I still don't trust it. Mm. Um, I need to, I need to see more. Um, but if, if I'm going West, I'm going to go I feel like it's the Lakers by default. Even though I feel like it's not going to be pretty. Like, I don't see a I'll put it to you like I don't see a 60 win team in the West. Like, it's just I, I don't see any team in the West as like this juggernaut that's going to you know, win sixty or sixty-five plus. Like it's gonna be a bunch of like fifty-win, high forty-win teams in the West, and they're gonna kind of just. It's gonna be kind of like matchup-based to me. Um, sure. I'm a yeah. I'm a I'm gonna go Lakers by default, man. To to make the the, to come out of the West.
2: All right. So you have.
0: Lakers Bucks and I have Warriors Bucks. Okay. I really would like to pick the Nets. To be honest with you, like if, again if Kyrie's not gonna be playing, they like Durant and Harden have been like dealing with injuries and all that. And how good really is Brooklyn's depth even right now? Like I know they got Patty Mills, but like who else do they I mean Bruce Brown, but uh, Yeah it's lacking. It's lacking, you know, and it's just I, and look at Giannis, now, like, I feel like there's been so much weight lifted off Giannis' shoulders, like, he's just gonna go out there and just fucking ball now because he can you know what I mean,
1: like He was, I mean, he don't care, though that's the thing, that's the separator between him and Ben, like, Giannis don't care like <laughs> you could tell, like, he, he is not caught up in like, the so- social constructs of of, like american media and you know hoop twitter like he don't care about none of that stuff like you tell me i can't shoot free throws well i'm gonna keep shooting and i can't shoot threes i'm gonna keep shooting i'm like he don't care man sure absolutely
0: and i mean he was i mean i know you saw the videos that people were posting on twitter just pull up threes and transition and all that doing all this crazy stuff fadeaways (laughs) it's it's it By by this season's end, I mean I know a lot of people still probably put him as that number one player in the league, but I mean I think there is a legit chance for him this season to cement himself as that number one player in the NBA, like unquestionably. And we got on Chase when Chase joined, and Chase was like, "Oh, Giannis is the best player in the NBA." Like Chase saw something that clearly we weren't
2: seeing at the time because he's coming on, man.
1: Yeah, if that boy add like a little mid-range pull-up, you can go ahead oh. and cancel Christmas because ain't nobody stopping him from getting to the rim. Yeah,
2: nobody. Oh. All right,
0: so we got Wizards one and one this week, but I still really i if the crowd is there and it's energetic. See, I really feel like they're going to win that Indiana game. I'm wondering if I should change my prediction. But also, still <laughs> so Wizards, so I shouldn't. Uh,
2: I'm going to
1: leave. Mean, it. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to leave. It, it. Like, I mean, it w- it's not like, you know, uh, I feel like the Pacers is just some you know, better than the Wizards. I just No, they're
2: like the same possible tier. Possible. So, you know, yeah. it's
1: first game. We're going to be working out some kinks. You know, I can see them stealing one. <laughs> sure.
0: Um, all right. Well, that's going to go ahead and do it for us today. Uh, also, I've tweeted it out several times, but if you guys want to join us on Clubhouse, we'll probably do some Wiz Raptors post game and just kind of chop it up for a little bit. Uh, maybe toy around with doing our podcast live on Clubhouse eventually. We'll kind of see how um, that all works out for now. We're not going to do that, but um, uh, thank you guys for tuning in and, um, uh, Anything else you got before we close this out? Regular season basketball tomorrow.
1: Let's get it, man. Win.
2: <laughs> That's it.
1: Win.
0: One word, win. Oh, um, she got, okay, let me get your predictions for the game tomorrow night real quick. Actually, I just care about one, Warriors-Lakers, who's winning.
2: Warriors. Warriors, thank you. That's what I thought.
0: All right, guys, uh, <laughs> thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time.